The pandemic is changing the way we design our world and the way we move around it. That's according to Paul Priestman, the founder and chair of Priestman Good, a design consultancy out of the United Kingdom that counts Airbus, Hong Kong's mass transit railway, and Transport for London as its clients. In this B-side episode, Mr. Priestman tells Business World reporter Patricia B. Marisol that good design is always a negotiation. I just want to ask, are there any universal ideas when it comes to good design? Yes, there are some universal principles to good design. The first one is that you really have to understand who you're designing for, all of the problems that you're trying to solve, because design is not just about making something look beautiful. It's about improving them, making them better, making them more effective and more competitive, because design is a commercial tool, of course. And what we're trying to do as designers is to give that competitive edge to companies so that they can actually perhaps sell more products or appeal to a wider audience, attract more travelers, and encourage people, maybe in transportation design, encourage people to get out of their cars and create less pollution and use public transport. Good design is good business. That's basically it. Design is a strategic tool to improve profit, to improve the appeal of people's products and companies, products and services. When it's used effectively, it can make a massive difference to any business. And the key point to me is design is not an add-on cost. It's one that actually improves profitability and can save expense and money. If you look at any of the most successful brands in the world, they use design effectively. And if you want to compete on an international level, design is absolutely essential. How has COVID-19 changed the way people view design? COVID has had an incredible effect on the whole world. And design is not separate from that. People realize that design is very important, but particularly at this point in time, when you're sort of creating a journey from home to destination, as we call it in transportation, then obviously everything you touch and everything that you interact with is design and people are, are changing their attitude towards that. One of the big changes is that in most of the design briefs that designers are getting now is that health and well-being is now one of the major requirements in design, not just styling and looking nice. And this is a big thing. And I think that will change and it's to the better as well. So we're talking about touchless journeys. We're talking about connected journeys, ones that allow you to go about your daily business, but in a different way, in a safer way. And design really has had to move on from where it was a year or so ago into really thinking about how we can make things better, safer, reassure people. I was checking Priestman Goods' website earlier, and I saw that the company had a lot of aviation and rail transit system-related projects, and one of your projects is the new tube for London. And I was wondering, how would your design for this change? That's, again, the design for public transport in the COVID environment is really critical, and design really does bring a lot to that. What we're looking at are materials that actually change or there is an aspect of the material which actually indicates that it's been cleaned. Everyone might have heard about ultraviolet cleaning, which is a way that you can blast a, sp a space without anybody in it when it's empty with ultraviolet and it actually cleans the surfaces. 
And we've been looking at little areas on surfaces which actually indicate they have been cleaned as they change colour. So they indicate that this surface has been cleaned to reassure people. There are many things that we've been looking at and obviously social distancing, sanitising on vehicles for people to sanitise their hands. Those are all, all now part of briefs that we're working on. I think a lot of it is information. In rush hour, for instance, you would go to a station and then queue in a busy station and with close to lots of people. I think we have to move on from that so that people are given information before they leave home or leave work to give information about how busy the stations are so that you can minimize the overcrowding. We're constantly looking at ways that we can see positive in what has been happening. But design has a lot to do with actually making it a safer way to travel. I suppose one of the other things I think is really very important in the world, quite apart from what's going on with COVID, is the aging demographic in the world. Designers like ourselves are constantly thinking about a more elderly population. You know, it's very easy for young designers to think about designing for the young and the ones with good eyesight and are very agile. But I think we have to think about, we call it inclusive design. So you design a product or a service, which is great for young people, but also includes the elderly population, because that's something that's happening around the world. And just think about designing for your grandmother or your grandfather, and just make sure when you're designing and or creating a new product, can they use it? That's what we constantly reference, because that's the sort of the growing part of society and also the ones which perhaps have the money as well. Can you share with us some of your most favorite projects with Priestman Good? I always think it's the one that's just about to happen. It's not the one that we've already done. Obviously, we've had some well-known products that we've designed and services, the Hyperloop, new vehicles for Hyperloop, the Hong Kong Metro. YouTube for London, Qatar Airways. There are so many different things that we've designed. I suppose I'm always looking for even better and looking forward. And I think that's something that designers tend to do because I'm never totally satisfied with something we've done. There are some things where I'm very pleased that we've done. We've championed ideas. I mean, there's something we're looking at at the moment, uh, which is we're revisiting about accessibility onto aircraft, wheelchair accessibility thinking about how we can make design more inclusive and encouraging companies to become more environmentally aware. So I think it's the biggest subject I'm really pleased about. Design is one part of the equation and the other part of the equation is actually realizing that design and implementing that design. Based on your experience, what are the most common pushbacks from organizations and individuals regarding the implementation of design? Design is, in some respect, it is a compromise. It is, in some respect, a negotiation. But I, I, mean, I firmly believe that good design doesn't add cost to a product, if anything, or service. Good design should save money and make a system, a service, a product more efficient and more appealing. So design is actually a way of increasing revenue and making things more efficient. Take the environment, for instance, which is almost the number one in all projects that we carry out. And how can we lessen the impact of what we do to the planet? And in that area, often designers are the ones that actually bring this subject up in meetings and in discussions. And we're often having to put forward new materials, new systems to think about how or encourage companies to be more environmentally aware. We recently did a project with the London Design Museum 
called Get On Board. And that was looking at the amount of wastage of material when you travel on an aeroplane, on a train, and you have something to eat, all of the plastic packaging, all of the wastage that goes on in that process of eating. And we were looking at using new materials which are totally recyclable, reusable, and with a zero impact on the planet. So those are the sorts of projects we're looking at, and we're trying to push those forward as a company, a self-initiated project to encourage an industry to really think about the impact of their businesses and the impact they're having on the world. I'm wondering why some beautifully designed projects that get a lot of hype never actually see the light of day or some designs created just to ask a question. There is an aspect of creating anything new, innovation, and invent a new service or a new design. In effect, what's happening in the world, whether it's the right time. It's like producing a piece of music and does it hit the note? Does it really resonate with people and become a popular song? So there is that aspect of it. The first aspect of design is to understand what people need, who you're designing for. And I think if people actually go through that process and companies go through that research, understanding, investigating the market, and then designing precisely to meet the requirements for the market, then the chances of that product, that service of being successful is going to be greatly increased. I wonder if good design also varies from culture to culture. Sense of place and cultural differences is absolutely critical, particularly in transportation design. When you're designing a high-speed train or a piece of public transport, those pieces of design have to be totally sort of socially acceptable, but also culturally acceptable as well. Designing a train is fantastic because it's such a, an amazing object, but also it becomes a symbol of that country. You don't design many products that become almost a cultural symbol of a country. And I find that really interesting. If you go to London, you go on the new tube for London, and it's a part of London. It's culturally acceptable. But also, when working in different regions of the world, you have to think about some of the religious aspects. You have to think about some of the cultural aspects. In many parts of the world, you're obviously having to create bicycle storage on intercity trains. Recently, we were working, doing all of the work in Austria. We're having to create places for putting skis so people can go skiing. In China, in the vestibules where you get on and off the trains, people like to have hot water. But in the UK, that's not necessary. There are lots of differences. I think many cities are realizing this. The public transport becomes one of the reasons that people visit a city. If you go to Hong Kong, of course, you go on the Star Ferry or you go to New York, you go in the big yellow taxi. When we're designing new modern metro systems, we're creating a cultural reference and an excitement that people think, oh, we've got to go on that because you know, I can't go to Jakarta without trying this train or something. That's what we're trying to do. And I think cities are beginning to realize is that the things that we're designing in the infrastructure for public transport or airlines, it's a reason to travel to that country as much as the food and the culture. I like the idea that public transport can also be a cultural icon. That's the enjoyment of travel, isn't it? It's going to do something different. You don't want everything the same. You want that difference. It's everything you touch. It's not an add-on, it's actually built in. And that's why when we start on a project in a new country, the design team goes out to that area and spends a week or so, two weeks, and really absorbs the culture, takes references. And then from that, we then build up palette of references that then can be involved in the design and create the design that is absolutely appropriate.
By the way, can you share good design examples in the Philippines or in Southeast Asia? What I find really fascinating, again, is the cultural difference. In Europe, you may look at sort of some of the, the sort of minimal design that is created. Some people call it Scandinavian design, which is very simple, very monotone, sort of light colors, very subtle colors. And that is not so appealing in other parts of the world. That's what I find so exciting about Southeast Asia is the vibrance, the contrast of colors, the intricacy of some of the detailing. And you can see that coming through in the fashion design, in graphic design and in architecture and some fantastic modern architecture uh, going on in the region. And I'm really excited to see how that develops and forward to being a part of that. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Paul Priestman, founder and chair of design consultancy Priestman Good, talking to Business World reporter Patricia B. Marisol about how health and wellness are now top priorities in every design brief because of the COVID-19 pandemic. When it comes to design, Mr. Priestman likes thinking about the big ideas and how design can convey information. A takeaway from their conversation, design is not an add-on cost. It improves profitability and can save you money. It may even save lives. This B-Side episode was recorded remotely on January 13. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening.